Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Explain slowly. That's very fast. Yeah, different every time. Okay, so today's topic is going to be how does a camera capture images? How does a camera capture images? So we recorded this last time when we talked about how a screen works, right? How a screen works? How? How? Okay. So a, a, a screen, like a, mon a computer monitor, uh, it has red, green, and blue lights for every pixel. So every little square, if you take a magnifying glass, you can see these. Uh, they're on your screen. Uh, there's a red, green, and blue light, and they light up to different intensities, right? Yes. Okay. So the way a camera works is basically the opposite of that. And this is pretty much how our eyes work, too. So you're, you can get a little... Duh. Uh, a double episode here, how eyeballs and how cameras work. Uh, so for a camera, you have what's called a, I forget what it's like the proper term for it, but you can think of it as a photon bucket. So it's a little bucket, very, very tiny, like much smaller than the pixels on your screen, uh, a little tiny bucket. And every photon that enters this bucket will generate one electron. So for every photon, you get one electron. If you have enough photons, you get enough electrons that you can actually read the signal. And that will tell you that there's light that's entering that little bucket. That makes sense so far? Where's the photon coming from? The photon is coming from what you're looking at or your subject, whatever you're taking a picture of. So, Like, it, like it's floating in the air? Or... Okay, so let's step back. Uh, the way <laughs> light works... <laughs> um, the way light works is you have a source like the sun... Okay. Uh -huh. The sun is generating hundreds of billions upon billions upon billions of photons every second. Okay. okay. Lots of photons coming off the sun. Okay. So okay. they're floating in the air? They're not floating in the air. They're zooming by. They're, they, the floating uh, makes it seem like they're just tranquil and just chilling. Where are they going? They're not. Okay. So they're starting from the sun and they're going anywhere but the sun. So in all directions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have the sun. Lots of photons being dumped out into outer space. Some of those photons hit Earth, okay, and make daylight. Okay. Okay, so we have the basic idea of a photon. It comes from the sun, makes daylight. The way we can see it is that photon will bounce off of something, say this microphone in front of us, and our microphone is blue, so it's going to bounce off the blue part. The microphone is going to absorb everything except the blue photons, and then the blue photon is going to bounce in every direction. Okay? Mm -hmm. So now, if you're looking at the microphone, your eye or your camera is going to catch the photon that just bounced off from the sun to the microphone and into your eye. Like, it's a literal it's sense a, of catching? Like, it, that photon is really hitting your eyeballs right now? It's hitting your eyeball, and your eyeball absorbs it. Uh, okay? Yeah. That's why the inside of your eyeball is black. Uh -huh. It's because it's absorbing everything. That little that little pupil uh -huh. is actually a window, mm -hmm. and it's absorbing everything. Okay. Okay. Same with the camera. So if you look at the back of your phone camera, the very middle of each lens is going to be quite black. Like, you might see some reflections, but the middle of it is going to be fairly black, right? Yeah, but it has a surface, though. It's not like it's, uh, it's a hollow... Okay. Imagine that it, imagine it was hollow. We're going to simplify everything. We'll not talk about lenses yet. Okay? Okay. Okay, so the photon b comes off the sun, bounces off of our blue microphone, 
into our camera sensor or our eyeball and into one of these little buckets. Okay. Okay. So that little bucket has just detected blue photon. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you put a little bucket right next to it, it may capture that blue photon or it might capture the thing, the photon that was right next to that blue photon. So you can imagine if you put a lot of these buckets one after the other in the shape of a grid, you can capture essentially an image pixel by pixel. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So unfortunately, that's not all you need. You need a lot more than that because with just that, you will get a blurry mess because it's not only going to capture the photon from the blue microphone, it's also going to capture the photon from the white walls and the brown desk and the orange water bottle that I have here and our red shirt and us and all these photons are going to mix with the blue photon and that little bucket is going to have no clue what color it is anymore. Right. It's just going to be a mix of everything. Right. Okay, so that's not desirable, right? No. Okay, so what we use is called a lens to focus the light. And what we were talking about when we say focus the light is we want all the light to come in a certain direction. Any photons that are coming from a different direction, we're going to essentially ignore them for the most part. Uh -huh. So if your lens is looking straight at something, only the photons that are coming directly from that thing are going to pass through the lens. And if they're slightly offset, they're basically going to be thrown away. Um, and the lens is going to reflect them in a different direction. So it's only going to keep the ones that are coming straight at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's not straight at it. It's kind of like a cone going outward. So that's why when you have a camera, you can kind of see everything up to a certain amount. And if you go closer, you can see like less periphery. Yeah. You know, like the, the field of view. That's what it's called. So that cone basically is set up by the lens. The lens basically says how the light is going to enter. And the lens is going to configure all the photons such that they come and hit those little buckets head on. So the only ones hitting bucket A is going to be the blue of the microphone. Bucket B is going to be the thing that's right next to the microphone. Bucket C is going to be the thing right next to that. And so on and so forth. Does that make sense? Kind of, yes. Okay, so... That's the basics of how a camera works, and our eyeballs work the same. So our eyeball is a ball of fluid, uh, and... A ball of eyes. <laughs> a ball of eyes. No, there's just one eye in our, in our eyeball. Imagine if there's other eyes. A ball eyes. of eye. Horror. Horror we're talking about here. Um, but uh, in the front of your eyeball, you have the lens, basically. And if you ever look at an eyeball, it's not perfectly round. The lens actually juts out a little bit. And anyone who's ever worn, <laughs> Linda's looking at my eyeballs now, um, anyone who's ever worn contacts, you'll notice the contact kind of glues to your iris, and it doesn't really want to be anywhere else. Sometimes it gets stuck, but for the most part, it kind of just snaps into place, right? Yeah. Okay, that's because your eyeball has a shape, and the, the contact lens is matching that shape of the lens on your eyeball. Uh-huh. Okay? So the lens part is actually fully clear. And the iris is just a bunch of tissue that shades light, basically. So when it contracts, then it makes your pupil really big. And your pupil being really big means that a lot of light is going to get into your eyeball. When the iris relaxes, it's going to make the pupil really tiny. And it's going to make a little pinprick. And that means that not a lot of light is going to enter the eyeball. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're in broad daylight and you look at the sun, 
your pupils can get really, really tiny, really, really fast. So that way very little light of the sun is getting into your eyeball. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a dark room, your pupil is going to dilate and get as large as possible. And it's going to allow as much light as possible to get in. Now, the pupil is not actually a thing. It's just emptiness. It's just a window between the back of your eyeball and the outside world. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? So the the photon will be able to pass through the pupil completely fine. It might bounce, like, you might lose one or two of them, but out of billions, you don't really care. Does that make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Go on. I don't have anything to say. Okay. <laughs> so uh, light enters your eyeball, and on the back of your eyeball, you have a retina, right? And the retina has a bunch of rods and cones, and these are special cells that act just like those little buckets, where if an electron enters or hits a certain part of that cell, so there are certain proteins in those cells, then those proteins are going to generate an electron. And that electron is going to be detected by some carrier protein, and that's going to uh, contact the nerve, and the nerve is then going to contact the brain and tell you, hey, there's a little bit of blue right here. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, so camera works pretty much just like a, our eyeballs. Now, our eyeballs have three kinds of cone, rod cells, cone cells. Uh, I think cone cells are the color ones. So there's three kinds of cone cells. Uh, I might be wrong. It might be a rod cell. Um, one of them is just for the amount of light. I think that's the rod. And then the cone cells are for the color of the light. So every photon basically has a color from red to yellow to green to blue to violet. Basically, the colors of the rainbow. That's, those are the colors that photons come in. There's no photon for pink. Pink is a combination of two different photons, for instance. Um, and you have three of these, three different types of these cone cells. You have one that detects red light, one that detects green light, and one that detects blue light. We have words for these three colors because our eyes are specially tuned to those specific frequencies of light. And every other color photon might tickle two of those cone cells, like yellow will tickle the red and the green, for instance, and it will have them generate an electron that'll make yellow. Um, and our brain is interpreting it as yellow. Whether there's a red and a green thing that are right next to each other and we see that as yellow, or if it's an actual yellow photon, we are none the wiser. Like we cannot detect that. We can use instruments to detect that, but we cannot detect it with our eyeballs. Now, the camera mimics this. It has a little bucket with a red filter on it, a little bucket with a green filter on it, and a little bucket with a blue filter on it. It's not really a bucket, right? It literally is. So it's not a, it's not a bucket with, like, a handle. Yeah. Um, it's a very small light trap, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has chemicals in there that, if a photon hits that chemical, will go ahead and generate an electron. So it, you can think of it like a bucket collecting photons that are dropping. And it mm -hmm. will count how many photons come in. Mm -hmm. And like it will literally count them in electrons. And then when you read the sensor, however charged that bucket is, however many photons hit it, however many electrons are currently stored in it, that will be the amount of light that hit that one little bucket. Okay. So you have for... Usually you have a little bit different than a computer screen. You have like red, green, blue, green, red, green, blue, green, some pattern like that of buckets. 
and those are the pixels that are on the camera sensor. Okay. Okay, this camera sensor, very tiny. Uh, for example, your phone camera sensor is like half of your pinky nail, like very small, and it's behind those little lenses. Does that make sense? Huh. But there's still 4,000 pixels across and 2,000 pixels down, so it's a little rectangle with lots of little tiny buckets, like mm. tip of a needle thin, like even thinner than that. You will never be able to see those little buckets. But the sensor is behind there, um, and that sensor is basically collecting the light. And the lens focuses the light on that sensor, and then you can go ahead and read the sensor to get an image out of it. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Um, older cameras, like a film camera, the only difference between this whole setup is instead of a digital sensor, which is called a CCD, I think, uh, camera capture device, I, don't, I have no clue what it stands for. Um, it was basically invented for uh, telescopes um, to be able to see light from stars. So they made them super sensitive, and then we kind of benefited by making digital cameras. Um, but that sensor is replaced by film, and the film will do the same thing. It'll have a bunch of chemicals on it, some chemicals that are sensitive to red, some that are sensitive to green, and some that are sensitive to blue. And when those sens those chemicals are exposed to light, which is why you should never open a little film bottle before getting it... Um, Oh, what's the word? Oh, no. <laughs> I've gone, gone so old we forgot the terms that we grew up with. Um, when you go develop the film, that's the one, um, you don't want to open the film before you develop it because then it will be exposed to light, but it's going to be exposed to all matter of light. So you need a camera to focus the light in just the right way so that way photons hit particular parts of the film and it will make an image on the film. Does that make sense? So the sensor... On the camera, mm -hmm. this bucket thing. There's a bunch of buckets, yeah, right next to each other. Is detecting all the photons that mm -hmm. are coming in and converting it into electrons. Yeah. And that will tell you how bright it is. How bright a certain part of the image is, yeah. Okay. So is it like it lights up? Yes. Like all those buckets light up and then that's kind of like where like that will draw out image image yeah so if you remember on the previous episode we were talking about how data come like gets transmitted over a cable yeah so your sensor what's then going to happen is the camera is one bucket at a time going to say okay how how many electrons do you have and that's going to make uh, a certain bump on the on the cable that it's connected to and then it's going to say how many do you have and it's going to make a bigger bump or a smaller bump so, but you said the amount of electrons there will dictate how bright how that, bright that bucket that bucket saw basically. Is it possible for that bucket to not receive enough photons for it to be bright like it's supposed to be? Yeah. So if you take a an older camera, a digital camera, and you try to take a picture in a very dark room, you're not going to see anything, right? Your eyeballs can see fine. But you try to take a picture with the camera and the image is just not not good. You can't see anything. It's just a black image. So that's what happens when those little buckets don't collect enough light. If it's not collecting enough light, is it the camera itself? Like the buckets is the problem? Or is it that you're not positioned there long enough for those protons to hit the, the buckets? So that brings up an excellent point. There's two ways to collect more light. You can either have a bigger bucket and you have more surface area for the light to hit, which means you need a bigger sensor. So okay. those big cameras, 
have big sensors, yeah. which means they see excellent in the dark, better than our eyes. Uh-huh. Okay. Meanwhile, another way to do this is to leave the bucket open and looking at something for longer. Right. If you just do it for a fraction of a second, it's going to take whatever it sees. Like as if you close your eyes, you open and close really quickly. However much you see in that instant, that's all the camera took. Is that related to like how images come out blurry is because it's not getting enough light at that moment? No. So when an image is blurry, that's because the bucket got moved while it was collecting light. So it's no longer looking at the thing it was originally looking at. It's now looking at everything in between to the new location. Oh, okay. And that's what makes a smear blur. Okay. You know? Incidentally, okay. you can play fun tricks with this. You can leave the bucket open for very long, but you can set the iris so like... Not phone cameras, but uh, big cameras. You can actually, there's a thing, an iris, that controls how much light gets in. You can choose to have very little amount of light come in, but that bucket be open for a long time. And you can ha have fun and play ghost in front of the camera. If you stay there for like one second, then you move somewhere else and you stay there for one second. The camera is going to capture some of you there and some of you here. But the rest of the room is going to continue collecting light. And the camera's not moving, so the room looks fine, but you look like a ghost that's just, like, coming through. Uh-huh. Because the camera couldn't capture all of you, and then you moved, and then it started seeing what was behind you again, you know? So you look transparent all of a sudden, because it's it's combining all of that. Okay. Does that make sense? So you have the part where you're capturing the image by absorbing all of these lights, Mm -hmm. through the buckets yeah now how do you then go and use that information to then show the image on the screen okay so every bucket captured a certain amount of light right yeah okay and therefore the bucket is charged up with a certain amount of electrons right yeah so is that a direct translation yeah the light hits the chemical in the bucket, bucket and the chemical in the bucket puts out an electron oh and so then it's a direct I guess, display of that image right on your screen. The second the photon hit the, the light, well, no, the hit the bucket, the bucket lights up. And yeah. the bucket is like a, a pixel on your screen. Well, no, it's, it's it separate. it shows all right. The, the, the bucket is on the little lens on the back of your camera. Okay. But it's not connected to your screen. Okay, so then how do you transfer what's on in the buckets to your screen? Okay, so first what the, what the camera will do is it will connect a wire to each bucket. It'll connect the wire to bucket A. And mm -hmm. the minute it does that, the moment it does that, all the electrons that are charged up in bucket A, they want to go into the wire. Okay. They don't like where they are. Okay. Okay, so they're going to go into the wire, and something on the other end of that wire is going to detect, I found 5,000 electrons. Okay. okay. Then it goes to bucket B, and it's going to say, I got two electrons. Then it's going to go to bucket C, and I got 20,000 electrons. Okay. Okay, so it's going to continue doing that for every bucket one after another very quickly. So it's going to scan from the top left corner and go all the way to the right, the next line, the next line, the next line. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So it's going to get each one of those buckets one after another, and on the other end, it's going to read uh, 5,000, 0, uh, 10,020, 2, 17, etc. And each of those numbers are going to be translated into pixel values that make up the image, and your screen is going to do the opposite. The image is going to tell the screen, okay, top left corner, put 5. Next, put 17. Next, put 500. What do you mean by the opposite? So the image contains all the numbers that represent the intensities for every pixel. Uh-huh. Okay. 
And those numbers are going to be sent over to the screen and the screen is gonna light up little light bulbs. Basically every pixel you can think of as a little light bulb. It's gonna light it up based on how intense that number is. It's a small number, it's gonna be lit up a tiny right. bit. Right, but what did you mean by it lights up or whatever was doing the opposite? Opposite of what? what opposite does that of mean? the little bucket. So the bucket collected a photon to make an electron. Right, but the then screen, it sends the number over. Yeah, so photon to electron to a number. Yeah. To a file. Okay. okay. Then the opposite happens. The file uh, gets the number. That number gets turned into a number of electrons that go to a pixel on the screen. And that pixel on the screen, based on the number of electrons that come in, will make a certain number of photons. Okay. And that's what we see when we look at the screen. So then why does it need to convert it to a number? Why doesn't the electrons just go directly to the... The to file? The, yeah, or to the pixel, and then just light that? Because then you can't save it. Oh, okay. You want to be able to save it as a file, right? Okay. So you need to have something interpret it, basically. Okay. And this is how, um, by the way, this is how uh, all the telescopes work. So if you've ever seen pictures from the Hubble Space Telescope, it works in the same exact way. There's much bigger buckets because turns out the night sky is very dark so yeah. you need a big bucket and you need to keep it open like collecting light for a long time but if you it turns out if you keep something open long enough and you keep it straight it's eventually gonna see something that we can't see namely all the galaxies and nebulas that are out in space and the hubble space telescope can see all of that how is it able to see so far it's not seeing far it's just looking at a very narrow point in the sky. So not our field of view, but a very narrow field of view. So imagine if you put um, blinders on that you can only see like what's right in front of you. Yeah. Okay. And then it's going to look at that intensely for 20 minutes, not a fraction of a second. Yeah, but that is still very far away. But it doesn't matter that it's very far away. It's looking at that small part of the sky for a very long time. And because it's looking at that small part of the sky for a very long time, it can go ahead and zoom that in and we can see all the detail that's there that we wouldn't otherwise be able to see. Huh. Okay. That makes sense? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll save that for another time. How do telescopes work? Okay. I'll make sure to make a note on that topic. Sounds good. Okay. Is that it? Is that it for this one? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and cut.